Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Serious Census. I'm Tiffany Harding. Joined with me is Melinda Saunders. And today we are going to talk about accountability. This has actually been something that has been a long time coming in our podcast series. And I think it's super exciting to talk about, especially as we really try to navigate the landscape of holding people accountable, but without losing our people. This is a really hard time for staffing right now. And, you know, how do we hold people accountable appropriately so that we motivate them instead of demotivating them? You know, nothing demotivates a good worker like watching you tolerate a bad one. So when it comes to accountability, it can be difficult. And today, Linda is going to help us kind of dissect accountability and how we can do that in a positive way. Linda? Thanks, Tiffany, and welcome back, everyone, to Serious Census. Yes, accountability is real near and dear to me, and I've, I've always been um, a very accountable individual, team accountable, self-accountable, and so um, having this come up as a topic, I, I was getting really excited about because it's, it's so closely ingrained in really everything that I do, and interestingly, um, you know, people will say, well, what, what, what do you, you know, what do you think is accountability is all about? And I, I like to sum it up in one word. It means you're answerable. And I think answerable creates um, a sense of peace where you're not all over the boards. You're not all scattered uh, that, that we're answerable in our world, in this senior living space, in this post-acute skilled and long-term care uh Con, a constellation space, because there's so much in it, um, we're accountable to a, a lot of different entities, different bosses, licensing agencies, for those of you that are, that are, are licensed um, in your profession. Um, we've got a lot of regulatory hoops that we're jumping through that are not in sync with one another. You know, left hand doesn't always know what the right hand's doing, lots of finger pointing there. And then we've got layers of our teams that we work with to help achieve those growth goals. And we can have accountability for relationships. You know, who's the quarterback for what relationship? Because I'll tell you right now, you can't, as great salespeople out there, you can't always be the quarterback. Because there's gonna be folks out there that are gonna have a different skill set that one of your nurses or perhaps even a line staff member that's got a relationship outside of work might be able to spearhead more effectively or you're going to have people that just, you don't have that chemistry with. I mean, it's like going out on a date. You're not going to always have chemistry with every person that you meet. Um, or as we said, you know, you could be dating people through like some of the, the apps that are out there. I never did any of that. You know, I, even when I was, was single in my fifties, I, I never did. Cause I was like, man, I don't want to be dating somebody sight unseen. No, it's like, I like to have some element of a relationship, but there'd be people that, um, would, wouldn't just be, it wouldn't, wouldn't be a good mesh there for success. That's okay. You know, that's, that's why you have that marketing team. That's why you have that growth team that we talked about. So when we address accountability and we say, okay, look, it means you're answerable. How do we get to that point? Well, the first thing is everything that we do operationally within your organization that is so highly integrated with the growth plan is we've got to have clarity. Clarity is at the foundation of accountability. 
clarity in terms of the mission, clarity relating to your role, clarity to expectations, expectations that I have of myself, um, expectations of my boss or the company I work for, um, the patients that we serve. I mean, one of the key questions always in having someone select your organization are, what are your three greatest expectations of us? I need to know that. So that, am I gonna be able to hit the target? Can I exceed those expectations and have some wow factor? Or am I gonna fall on my face and we're gonna be failing here big time because we all had a mismatch of what that expectation was. So expectation provides that framework where I can operate within and be able to, again, build a solid game plan. How about clarity on processes? That's a huge one. And I am sure that, you know, Tiffany and I will be going into numerous podcasts, podcasts that address processes, the decision-making process for the admission, who's making that decision, how quickly do we do it? How do we ramp up for those fast admissions or move-ins where you only have a few minutes notice or they're coming directly from the emergency department, directly from a physician's office, or when it's a, it's a messy situation and not everything is in a neat box with a bow on it at that moment. We'll get there. You know, it's like, okay, we're figuring it out a little bit as we go along. We know the nuts and bolts are there, but we haven't totally assembled it. How can we propel that and still have it be um, an exemplary, exceptional uh, resident patient experience? The other part too is, you know, the whys. You know, a lot of folks may, may give us marching orders, but people need to know why to be able to create ownership, to know where they fit into it, or how about, you know, to ensure that everybody's got some skin in the game here and that it's not just, we go in and we punch that clock, we're on autopilot and yeah, we kind of sort of do our job and we figure it out and when we leave, no. You know, it's all about making sure we're all in, not just dipping our toe in the water here. It was, I say this because it was 43 degrees here. We're, we're uh, taping this right after Memorial Day. Who would think of 43 degrees on Memorial Day? Pools aren't even open. That's just too darn cold. So I look at it as we're going to just jump in that water and really make a go of it, not just kind of testing it out for size. So the whys give us the clarity piece there that's so essential. And then same thing on strategy. You know, Tiffany and I are very strategic, very tactical individuals. And that's one of the things I love because we can merge tactics or we can like bat it around and there's it's a great synergistic experience where we can freely say, well, I'm not really sure about that. What about this? And no one gets hurt about it or upset because we're in this together and we're so inspired by it. Out of those types of cool conversations come great things or totally new things we never even thought of unless we worked with a team collectively. So that, that wonderful drive of accountability comes out of that. And you can look at a, and address again, what obstacles are getting in the way? How can we help infuse that? And also at the, at the heart of it all is making sure that that communication is strong and continuously open, very um, direct and caring and kind, but at the same time, to be real, um, because this is a this is a human business and it's real all the time, and and no one benefits from us tiptoeing around or just trying to be nice because we're going to avoid confrontation. You know, we've got to be real about this because 
ultimately, you know, the buck's going to stop at, at a certain point. And as marketers, they always come back to you because you're the one that sold them on it. Or administratively, um, in running properties, you know, I owned all of it in the sense that if we promise something, we're going to deliver on it. Or if there was a perceived promise, we're going to deliver on it and figure out how to make that happen, even though that may not be within our traditional parameters, got to have that occur. And so the communication side is vital. During COVID, especially those touch bases with your staff, because they're scared, they're running on empty, they're overworked, things are turning on a dime, there's no finish line there. As, as Tiffany was pointed out, you know, the, the finish line is always getting moved or the, the rules, there's no playbook. So there weren't any, you know, I'm wanting that playbook. I really wanted that playbook. And uh, of course I didn't get it. And I was in the same boat as everybody else was, but making sure that we're communicating all the time beyond even those goals and things that we wanna keep ourselves moving ahead, but making sure that I did a touch base on how are people feeling? I mean, really feeling, because they're going to tell you initially, you're going to go, hey, how's it going today? They're going to that's cool. It's fine. It's good. And they're like, no, how is it really going? So I want to get below that gut level and figure out what is it that you're clear on? What are you unclear on? Where, where do we need to provide a little more detail or a little more understanding? Or maybe we thought those whys were understood and they weren't because people are just flat out tired or they were on a day where they weren't really actively listening. So accountability will drive this. And when people rise to that occasion and take on that role of self-accountability, understand that team of accountability, and you're going to make mistakes. We're in a human business. We're going to make them. So let's be upfront about it. Or, oh my gosh, I thought you meant X when you said this. I'll, I always say I self-report my mistakes on that because it's so dynamic. And it, even in a consulting role, it occurs. But we're going to bounce right back. We're going to address how we're going to make that correction so it's not going to occur in the future and then prove repetitively by demonstration and our actions, we've talked about that before, how that's going to move us forward and not occur again so that you've got that trust level where people aren't going to wonder, well, you know, they told us this happened before. I wonder if it's going to happen again. No, you know, stick with us on that, lean into that and know that it's going to work. Um, Tiffany will always give those, uh, those examples of the gym. And I, and I love that because she's very, um, very determined with her, with her fitness goals. And, and I am too, we do some different stuff though. And, um, I've got a group that we all go pretty much, you know, five, five fifteen in the mornings. And if someone doesn't show up, you know, someone's texting them and saying, where are you? If they don't let us know the day before they're doing something, or even when we're working out and doing certain things, there's certain individuals that can do some elements that I do it, but it's harder for me, or they might do certain things that's harder for them. And we'll start pushing each other with our weights in terms of, you know, it's, it's time you went up another set of weights, or you can do more reps on this. Or if someone's losing their form, you know, we're going to give them that feedback of, Hey, you know, slow down, stop down, stop and make a, make an adjustment here and get your footing again, rejoin us or don't do that press or don't do those flies because you know, you're arching your back or you're, you're getting your form out of place. And so we work with one another and no one takes it rough. I mean, we're doing that because we're all in it together. And it's, it's really cool because age-wise it's goes from, I think probably one of the youngest ones that's in our group is probably 23, 24. 
And then it goes all the way to a few people that are in that 60 rank. But some of the older ones, you know, run circles around the younger ones. And it's just because, you know, they know exactly where they need to be. But we have a goal of mentoring our other members to get them to that point. And so it's really, it's really a whole lot of fun. And that's the way it's, it is within your organization too. You know, those, those accountability elements are just vital. So any questions that you ever have, or you want to run past, you know, Hey, I have this whole situation. You know, we are there to help coach you through that, you know, and we, and we follow all the HR guidelines. We recognize, you know, the, the intricacies of the business and all of the, the structure and dynamics that take place. But sometimes it just, it just takes bouncing it off of someone to realize, hey, it's not that difficult. Accountability makes it real simple. And that's why I'll just say, hey, you know, we're, we're answerable here. So let's talk about what we're answerable to. And timeframes are also an accountability thing. You know, someone could have those intentions, but you have a hard and fast deadline. So how can we make that come about? And sometimes that means we've got to delegate, be better at delegating so we can keep our eye on what's really important. Tiffany, do you have some areas to add to that? Um, I think you covered a lot of this and really great stuff. You know, the only thing I would, uh, that I want to point out is, you know, if you're an administrator listening to this podcast and you're thinking about holding your team accountable, holding your salespeople accountable, think about those things that, you know, Linda mentioned clarity and consistency and, uh, you know, really to flip that over and understand that as a leader, if you're going to be holding someone accountable, that you are being mindful that you yourself are consistent in the goals, you're not constantly changing them, that, you know, you're following up on your expectations and you're clear about your expectations and, you know, that you're having those hard conversations, that you're um, addressing poor performance as soon as possible so that it doesn't become a big issue um, and that you're not demotivating your people. And, you know, there's a, we're a lot better positioned to be able to hold ourselves accountable when that landscape from our leader is, um, is nicely taken care of. So that would be the only thing that I have to add, Linda. Um, today, what is the song that we're going to end on today? Hey, it's an Eminem song, one of my favorites. <laughs> one of his early ones. So that's, we're giving you a gym song. It's a little raw. We get that, but it's, it is definitely motivating. All right. Well, great. If you have to, uh, if you want to reach out to Linda and I to talk about this podcast or anything, any other podcast that we have, um, certainly reach out to us 24 seven. We say all the time, census never sleeps. So please give us a call. 614-582-6733. And we thank you for joining us today and we'll talk with you next week. Catch you then. Thanks everyone. Look, if you had one shot or one opportunity to seize everything you ever wanted in one moment, 
just let it slip. Yo. His palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop palms. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how? Everybody's choking now. The clock's run out. Time's up. This moment and hope it don't